Right, hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. It's going to be the last episode of the year. So it's the 30th today, New Year's Eve tomorrow night, and then we got racing on New Year's Day. Uh, it's been a pretty thrilling year. I guess we've talked a lot of rugby league this year. We've talked a lot of racing. We introduced a bunch of uh, Melbourne contents but with Nick as well, so we'll figure out what we're doing with him in the new year. But um, there he's still obviously racing, and we don't really stop. So I haven't stopped working. Tommy hasn't stopped working. Um, and it's just going to be me and him. We're going to look at the Kenzo meeting on Saturday and then wrap up anything that we're, I guess, our thoughts of the carnival and people moving on from the Sky Network and been uh lots of shit happening uh tommy how are you yeah good mate um it's been a weird old year covid still um well and truly around especially going into next year but um yeah it's been all right um found a couple of winners not as many as i'd like but um it's been all right how's chrissy yeah good mate i i managed did manage to get the all clear um covid free and go up to stone for a bit old man's just put a pool in so i didn't leave it really i was um I was in there for a good four hours at least, getting a, getting a bit crisp. But um, proper pool, no, good, good, nice. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, nice one. Not like it, it's great because he's on the farm there, and it's sort of in front of the house, and you you get a nice view from the pool as well, just seen out over the farm. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's really nice, and got to see my sisters I uh, haven't seen in a while, and um, stepbrother and a few other people. So yeah, it was. That's good. What about yourself, mate? Uh, mate, we had we had people around my place. Um, first time we've ever had a pool, which was pretty cool. But um, half of them, one of the young fellas, he's like 20, 21, got his positive COVID test Christmas morning. So Merry Christmas. So they that whole family got ruled out, which was pretty brutal. Um, but yeah, um, been pretty good. I mean, like you said, COVID's doing the rant, doing the rounds. I have quite a few mates now that have sort of succumbed to it. So it looks like you're just sort of dancing with the devil at the moment until you, until you finally get it. But yeah, it's been pretty pretty hectic. Did you um did you have the sluggos on in the pool, or you weren't one of those rash fest guys? Mate, I have to have the rashy. You've seen how white I am. Just get like, yeah. Literally, I have to get it. Like if I didn't wear a rashy, I'd be out every five minutes just <laughs> applying the SPF sixty. Like yeah. um. I'm just, I'm too white not yeah. to, man. Like, it's it's just ridiculous. Don't. I, I start peeling, going to the letterbox. So, we're in the same boat there, mate. Um, what about um, a few more people, like we've mentioned in the past, a couple of weeks ago? Obviously, Lizzie's finished up. Joyce's up in Queensland. Um, Brass's last day yesterday. You know, we've known Brass and worked with him for quite a while. And, look, I can't say a bad thing about him. People put shit on him about tipping and stuff. But, please, they don't understand that you're doing 40 million tips a week. Um, but, honestly, one of the one of the biggest legends, if you're listening and you want to know much more about him, we did a podcast with him earlier in the year. Um, already spoke to him again. We'll touch base and do one early next year as well with him about what he's, um, what he's doing over at Racenet. But um, you put up a picture of yourself with him on his last day. Got a fair bit of traction on Twitter. But, mate, it's a big loss, I reckon. Oh, massive loss, mate. Like, um, uh, people don't understand how nice a guy he is. Like, he's he's really funny and his dry wit gets everyone. I saw a couple of videos and just speaking of Gaff Carmody today, a couple of times yeah. where he got him on air just with his um, just his dry, dry wit. But um, yeah. he he's such a nice guy as well. And he he literally, like, he sees things um, in the form guide like that um, – Dad bred a couple like really far removed, like by a mare, like he used to have a couple of years ago. And if you pass him in the hall, he'll he'll say something. And like literally, the only guy that would pick that up, like he's just and he's such a nice guy. He's always asking how the horses are doing and how you're doing and um, how everyone is. So um, yeah, really sad to see him go. But 
has been there since the doors opened at Sky, and yeah. um, yeah, maybe maybe it's time for a new chapter, and um, yeah, see what see what it brings because he's um, he's the goat in my opinion. Yeah, so twenty three years of the best. I remember a couple of years ago. I used to deal with him a lot on a Thursday or whatever, trying to get his tips. And I remember introducing him to GIFs on his phone. And literally, if I go through my years of messages from him, 90% of it is just him sending me GIFs, which is fucking hilarious every time. Oh, you, even look on his Twitter. He's he loves the him. GIF, he's the GIF master. He's a king. Yeah, he's very tech-savvy and stuff. But um, like you said, you know, go from doing four venues for a weekend, has to just do one. So that's a pretty big blessing for him. I know he used to get up. He watches every single horse's trial and... Fuck, being a proper, proper form expert employed for that, it's a um, tough gig, something I definitely wouldn't want to do. Um, something we've mentioned just before, Paul Joyce. So, Joyce, he moved to Queensland. If you have been following his tips, he's absolutely flying. Um, I've been putting his tips up for Tab on Twitter and stuff and following quite a few of them, and, yeah, he's doing really well. I've just seen a tweet just go up then for a show that is on a Thursday uh, Black Bookers, which is generally Ben Way and Paul Joyce for the last couple of years. Tonight it was... Brad Davidson and Munzee, and someone's just put up, if Davo and Munzee can do black bookers remotely, so at their house, why can't Paul Joyce and Ben Way? Ben Way's just replied saying, the only logical conclusion I can draw is that Paul Joyce hates me. So I think Paul Joyce has literally just gone to the Goldie, put the singlet on, and he's just doing the rounds, just hanging up in the Gold Coast, minimal work, bit of uh, bit of Kilcoy, bit of Toowoomba. What do you reckon? Uh, well, did you hear the story about what happened to Paul the other day? Um had an encounter with a dog and couldn't make it to the sun. Was it the sunny coast the other day? Yeah. Um, so it's not all sunshine and <laughs> no, rainbows up on the Gold Coast. But um, when you're tipping winners, I reckon it hurt a little bit less. But still, he's uh, he's been mauled by a dog, I think. Yeah, he did get pretty hammered. But like I said before, if you, if you are wanting to, if you don't really punt in Queensland or whatever, but you want to, he's doing a lot of the... Uh, what are they called? The provincial sort of meetings, the sunny coast, Toowoomba, Kilcoy, Bow Desert, a lot of them. And he's tipping real well. So quite, I think he got like five in a row on his first day or something. Um, but I, I will be following. I'll be texting him every weekend. So that's the that's my plan. Um, and obviously Lizzie's finished up. So not sure what they're going to do at Sky, if they're going to bother getting another tip, pick of the yard, whether they go down the route of, I guess, Ali Mosley or if Chantel jumps in. I'm sure China won't, but... Any thoughts there? It's really interesting. I mean, they've they've tried a few things in the past. Corey, uh, yeah, Corey Brown was a good asset during the um, the last carnival, offering some jockey insights. Uh, That's good. Yeah, they've definitely let some great talent go, but um, it's exciting the future because there's some good young young talent around as well. You see the likes of Brody and uh, uh, Lewis Willoughby and um, Tim Tim Tim's Tim a great host, yeah. the other day. He. What about Tim? He, he brings up the fact Tony's tipped his last ever winner at $7.50 yeah. as well, just straight on the ball there. And Tony just shrugs it off like it's any other race. He could have he could have finished last tip in a favourite, but he's tipped a $7.50 winner to go out with, and it was just another just another race for Tony. He's just that modest. So, um, no, I thought Tim did a great job there the other day. And, yeah, there's some young talent, so it would be really interesting to see uh, where where we go at um, Sky with the um, – Future. Yeah, so it's obviously like a, bi- a big thing is how, for however many Saturdays you can think of, it's always been brass on a Saturday, right? And there might be the odd fill-in when he's had some holidays and stuff, but I know that they sort of shortened his uh, form load when Gator came along and Gator did two venues as well. I know that Gator's doing this weekend, so Gator's going to be doing four venues by himself, so he's going to ha- having a taste of what Tony's had to do for a long time. Um, but after that, who knows? Um, 
you would assume there's probably a few a few there that could jump in on Saturday. I'm looking maybe Brad Davidson or something along those lines, but unless or they get someone new. But yeah, who knows? Um, yeah, man. I think Mark Guest might have one or two meetings before he's finished as yeah, he's finished as up, well yeah. on a Saturday. So um, yeah, it'll be also uh, sad to see Guesty go. But you're right. There's, I mean, everyone's a tipster now. We we <laughs> speak every week about. Uh, tipping in that, so um, I'm sure they'll they'll find someone more than capable to fill those shoes. Um, Mick Wallace is big on Twitter as well, uh, finding some good value runners. Um, there's the, there's a lot of people out there, so um, yeah, it'd be really interesting to see the way they go. I think there's one thing I say before we move on about tipsters, and if you are part of racing Twitter, which can be absolute pain in the ass sometimes with the amount of people that just put shit on everyone, so. People like, for example, I, we put up a few things about Brass and people were putting shit on him saying doesn't tip this or you put up a picture of anyone. You put up saying of Paul Joyce or Brad Davidson, Brad Gray, Mick Wallace. People, just, people are always going to put shit on them, right? You don't have to just follow these tipsters. It's the whole point of just, you know, you do your form and then if you see other people sort of matching up and doing the same thing, that's when you bet. If you do your form and you like very elegant and you don't like very elegant in the Melbourne Cup and someone else does, then you just don't do it. But... I, I find Twitter racing and sort of social media around racing can be very painful and better. a lot of um, negative people on there. There's not many people that give people raps, but they're quick to fucking jump on and give them a heap of shit, isn't there? Yeah, massively, man. I mean, it's like you listen to this podcast and you get out the red pen and you just uh, yeah. scratch off all the ones we're tipping as well or the ones we've backed it over. But um, no, you're right. Like, you just got to listen to the things. The way I often use it is I'll have a horse I like and – and if there's a tip star or one or two, or even Lizzie saying uh, how look good it looks in the yard, then that just gives me a verification that all right, uh, I'm I'm not losing it here with this horse that that I, I maybe I'm on with uh, yeah. something here. Or at the same time, if I'm not sure if who I like in a race, if I'm tossing up between a few, and uh, you can hear you can hear people make great points. I mean, we've talked about Brad Gray as well. He's um he's a gun for finding something outside the square that a lot of people won't have found and looking at all these horses evenly uh is not a lot not a lot of tips do that they don't um do the form for the whole field and no you people like brad gray and paul joyce and um you got duff and everyone else out there like when they they do the form for all these runners that they're looking at that that's when you can find the edge on some of these and you're not just tipping favourites. Yeah. So like like Tommy, like you just said, so a lot of them, when they are tipping these things, I think you've got to remember when people put shit on people on Twitter or putting tips out, just because the, these guys will put two sets of tips out does not mean that they are putting their hard-earned on every single race that there's there, right? That's their job to put some tips out. They might have three bets of the day. So you got to remember that also. Like like I said, if I like the horse and a couple of other people do, fantastic. That's great. But you also should also sort of back your own judgment. If you think you found one and no one else has, it's not always a bad thing to me. I, I reckon that's so. So there's always you always sort of do your own form. If other people enjoy it or other people you sort of have followed in the past and there's certain tipsters that you can't stand and there's certain jockeys you can't cop and there's certain trainers you don't like or whatever you still got to back your own judgment as well, right? Massively, man. And I like you, you still doubt yourself as well when people haven't found ones you like. Like um, I, I was pretty keen on Torrens earlier on in this year. And I yeah, had, and you just kept going. I had a little bonus bet. No, no, I only had a bonus bet on it, but I, I really like the form. But I, you almost think sometimes it's too good to be true there that you must be missing something. So 
it is important to listen to your judgment, but sometimes you get it wrong. Yeah. And if everyone's tipping it, it could be for a reason. So that's the real trick of the trade and the um, the great game of punting. Yeah, it always dishes up something different. Can you remember your, your best day on the punt this year? Like something where everything's sort of clicked and things have happened the same way they're supposed to? Mate, I, I can't really remember much past yesterday, but I will say Saturday actually ended up pretty good. I think I was... We all talked up Lady of Luxury, didn't we? It was a good win. Massive, yeah, amazing ride. And even a couple early, we had uh, had Russian, Russian conquest. Revolution, Russian uh, conquest, is it? Uh, conquest. That's yep. it. Uh, and then the highway winner as well, who I've already forgotten. Oh my god, mate! Yeah, Anathol oh, and Casino Anathol. Lord. Casino yeah, Lord should have won by ten. Massively, but that's that's the thing as well. Anathol, they were speaking about riding a bit more forward because he's the one that can always find a bit of trouble, like Casino Lord did. So I thought it was a really good ride by Tommy Sherry and. Um, expat yesterday, I was a massive fan of it. I thought it was way overs against yeah. Brookspire, and um, yeah, I was Brookspire going around at a dollar thirty, so, wasn't yeah. it? Oh, yeah, I couldn't touch Brookspire at a dollar thirty, but I, I like if you're getting two dollars, I was definitely interested, but then they just smashed it. And I'm a massive fan of expat on that wet track, but um. It's easy to say now after it's one and run. No, that's right. So if you can't remember, I remember, and I'd like anyone else who's listening to send us their, their favourite day on the punt this year or their best multis or whatever. I remember I went to the first day there, I back on track, which was Everest Day, and that was my biggest day. I'd had a bunch of things into Nature Strip for the Everest. I think I had a bunch of multis with and Nature Strip just as my last leg. And then I also had a bunch of other things with like warning to win and the drive home was fantastic, and I'm always a big Nature Strip fan. So it was funny. Some people are like real in Nature Strip's camp, then there's others, Eduardo fans, and still, for whatever reason, Joe Pride blocked, blocked us. Yeah, Mask Crusader. I think, yeah, yeah, I got a 50 off you for that. That was good. Um, we turned it into a bit of money. 300. Then, uh, yeah, return that. as well, but... Uh, <laughs> well, I think that when you did it, I said, put it on the next one dog. And one, I think it was named was Zach in it too. I think it was 300, and I said, put it on the next one, put the whole thing, and then, yeah, no dice, but... That that is punting, but um, maybe um, Natoya, I'd have to say, probably true. winning the Queen of the Turf was probably my big one at the time. We spoke about it, maybe it was meant to be a last run, and it, it didn't end up <laughs> the case. But there was a bit of there's a bit of feeling around a last run, and uh, Tommy aboard, and it, it sort of set up with Probabil setting that nice nice pace for her. I got a feel that she was going to run a run it down about eight hundred meters, and. Tommy just wrote her an absolute peach, yeah. and um, yeah, I, I I went I went a couple of times on the toy that day because I just I thought it was the last day. There was a bit of swan song around it, so um, I, I was working out there as well, and just the scenes in the truck and bringing the <laughs> carrying carrying this huge trophy across Randwick and bringing it back to into the OB truck was um, was a great sight as well, and yeah, the. Uh, the pockets were filled that day. It's pretty nice. The, the shortest it got into that day was 26, so it was paying a lot more then. Uh, obviously, yeah, Queen of the Turf, a good group one, 580000 for first. Thank you very much. So must be nice, Thomas, to have a little share or part in that and get the trophy. So that's all well, oh, well and good. I, You've got 75% share. That, but I backed it, yeah. I didn't yeah. see... I'm not not owner in any mean, but uh, I definitely backed it. So that was that was more than enough. That's Carrying good. the trophy home too. Yeah, that's very good. Um, your dad must be stoked with that stuff, eh? Proud. Yeah, it's actually funny. He brought it. He brought a fact up. Like, um, so a couple of um, uh, races now that Natoya and Sprite have won. That I brought two group group one trophies. I missed the Doncaster because uh, um, obviously COVID in the year but in the last three years they've won 
the farms won three group ones and I've brought home two trophies and he, he was there for a Goodwood and another a couple <laughs> of runs where she was favourite and um, she hasn't won. So I think he's dying to get there for uh, a group one and be on track for one we can have. And we've got a couple of good two-year-olds coming through, so hopefully uh, another one in 2022 would be great. Well, mate, at least he, he's got someone that can be a little show pony for him. So uh, that's always a little, little plus. So you can, you can just go up there and collect... Um, it's definitely always, been called worse <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a good thing um, obviously there's 10 of the best we're racing on the Kenzo on Saturday there's a couple of races up in um, Queensland obviously Tommy Berry and that are up there uh, he was supposed to ride on the weekend didn't get his uh, results back last weekend but he is riding in Queensland this week um, and I saw Rachel King actually pos- tested positive too so she won't be riding either uh, yeah, her and her partner, Blake, um, yeah, Spriggs. Blake Group 1 winning riders uh, got COVID, which is sad. And the, the other thing, the weird one on Saturday, Zach, was the uh, jockey situation in Melbourne. They um, they were left scrambling because of a few COVID cases, and I think another one's come out since. True, yeah, there was heaps, wasn't even, Yeah, and even this weekend, there's a big heat wave in Melbourne as well, so all their races are starting at 10.30. Um, I don't know about you, I don't, it might be a bit early for me on... Uh, <laughs> New Year's Day, you don't want to get up that early, but at the same time, if there's a race on... Is that what's the, what time they're starting? 10.30, yeah, on New Year's Day. Well, well, I'm working New Year's Day, so that's going to be a plus. Um, Play yeah. tomorrow night? Hey? You're going to get wasted tomorrow night? Of course. Yeah, a couple yeah. of seltzers, a couple of, couple of healthy drinks. Some cruises? <laughs> I love cruises. You have no idea. Um, uh, uh, my partner's just bought uh, two cases worth, and they're in the fridge at the moment. They are... Uh, Two we cases of cruises? Like, yeah, yeah. She had a Dan Murphy thing and they were having a deal for, um, came home to a fridge full of cruises, which wasn't half bad. But Flavours? Um, oh, mate, it's one of those mixed ones, so you just get them all and um, oh, yeah, yeah nice. I'm going to feel like I'm 18 tomorrow night, I think, with they're all the so cruises good. that are in the fridge. Yeah, yeah I, had a, I had a Christmas party the other week where I just was on cruises the entire night and I wasn't one bit shameful. Um but yeah, what we got? We got Sydney, we got Randwick, Kenzo. We've got a few races up in Queensland. We might have a quick look at. Um, there's also that dog that's just about to run in about two minutes. That Aston Rupee. I think it's going around the shortest priced dog this year. As if you know Aston Rupee, I don't know a heap about greyhounds, but I know it's a freak. Um, it's running at a dollar and seven cents in about ninety seconds. I might even just play it out loud for us to see how much it wins by. I'm going to say you had on it eight lengths. <laughs> go with eight. I'll go with eight, and it's the one dog. So that's yeah. that runs in about a minute. So I'll put that on. Um, but uh, you had a much of a look for Saturday yet? You would have worked on form um, line today. Uh, yeah, I had a little look as well. And uh, the other thing on Saturday as well is the Perth Cup. Um, Pikey, with, what's uh, doing? So William will not be riding um, due to his uh, vaccination stance, and the, they're miso. expecting a big crowd. Yeah, a bit of. Um, what did, what did you call it, or what did Nick call it? <laughs> Power of pussy. So his missus is a bit of a fruity and anti-vaxxer and whatnot, so you can't ride at the big days, and yeah, it's a bit it's a bit of a shit fight, but what do you do? Yeah, well, it's it's going to be a good meeting anyway. It's one of their big days over there for the uh, New Year's meeting, so um, a few good races there. You can see them on STC as well as Inverell. They also have hmm. their uh, cup meeting every year. Uh, a few other venues got washed out on New Year's Day last or this year, and poor old Gary Clasey interviewed everyone on the track about three times, uh, just trying to fill in some time and find some winners. And he did a great job, and he'll be up there by himself uh, hosting 
on New Year's Day as well. So got plenty of action. He does a great job, Gary Cleese. So does Priscilla. Priscilla got the first four. Uh, the, she, she tipped the first four winners today, uh, wherever it was, coughs. And I gave her a little bit of love on the tab Twitter today saying, you know, she's flying. And then she went on to not tip another one for the day. So I was the mock for her, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. You can't say it to her either because she'll tell you you're a mock as well. So Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. She yeah. sent me a message already calling me a mock. So anyway, I won't be doing <laughs> that again. I was trying to give her a bit of a wrap, but if I get it up. Um, all right. Race one, we got um, 1,150 metres. We got Secret Revolution as a fave. Clipperton's aboard for the Snowden. It's been backed pretty heavily already. 6.50 it opened yesterday. It's already 3.20. So pretty much half that's quote there. London for um, Regan Bayless and Waller. That's at fives. We've got Pantanero. No jocks, so not sure what's doing there. $7. We've got California Deeply, seven fifty. We've got Fireburn. Uh, that Patelli horse had a good win uh, last start where it beat. Uh, I can't remember what it beat. Uncorked, I think it was. Tyler's going to be claiming three there. It's at nine bucks. A little bit of a drift. And then you go out to double figures uh, there. So this secret revolution's been back, eh? Yeah, very big opinion of it. I think first prep uh, just sort of done by the time it got to race day, but it's uh, trialled really well. Big opinions to Snowden. Sam Clipperton comes back. We haven't seen him for a while. Brad Davidson giving it a massive wrap on form line. They said um, even maybe a threat to Cool and Gatter, maybe at the Magic Millions, if there were to be one threat. So um, they're definitely trying to get in the Magic Millions, and this is the sort of race. I reckon you're going to get shorter than and 3.20 on the day as well. So I'd be True. back in Secret Revolution now. So I'm with it as well. All right, Secret Revolution. Aston Rupee has just jumped. Down the back, and Aston Rupee led Tell you what, it's only Second just winning. Off the back turn. Two or three to Invictus so this is that caller that's taken over Vandermart, isn't it? And it extends oh, is it? What did I say? Eight? Got to be eight lengths. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure Vandermart, the main caller down there, is a bit of an anti-vaxxer too, so he's uh, not calling. Um, but like you just said, you've done Secret Revolution. I have to agree. It's um, half this quote. I'd be jumping on now because people just keep, seem to keep coming for it. It's in 3.50 today into 3.20 as well. So uh, highway time, race number two. And this is, uh, we've got one at odds here. So we got sent one from, like we were talking about Brad Gray earlier. He's back something at 60s in here. So I'll explain that soon. Um Favourite, though, is King's Trust. We know this one. Tommy Sherry's claiming a little bit there for Robinson. That's at 480. We got Majority at 6 bucks. We got Banjo at 650. Still in fashion, 650. And we're out to Diarissima. Uh, Dubois. That opens 17. It's 850 now. So that's been backed. We got Morgan Stern uh, at 12s. But the one that. Uh, Brad sort of gave me a bit of a push for today is a horse called Flying Pretty. Um, Jenny Duggan's on there claiming two. It's $61. It's now 51 but you're getting 12 bucks a place as well. Uh, I normally send him one for, like, what do you like at odds or whatever. Um, he sent me that, and I pretty much replied going, this is why you're better than me because I don't see anything. He said... Been following it for a while. It's been building up to something. Recent runs are so much better than they read on paper. Um, supposed to run at Coffs today, but they've scratched for Saturday. You know, you can always just back a place. I don't know how much of a place better he is, but if you're getting back in something at 61s and maybe 12, 14, 15 bucks a place, could be a little go there out of barrier three. But anything for you, mate? Uh, highway time. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting race. Um, mate, I, I, I was telling you um, a couple of weeks ago, I'm a massive fan of King's Trust, and of course I didn't back it when it finally broke through and when it, uh, the highway last start, so... A uh, bit of a concern, uh, Berry off, Sherry on. I mean, he gets to claim the one and a half, so that should be okay. So I, 
Wouldn't be surprised if King's Trust does run a nice race. The gate is a bit of a worry. Big horse uh, I really like is still in fashion. Massara and uh, Jones claiming the three. Um, I think it's it's form's been okay without winning this prep. It's a couple of seconds. Um, but Massara does rate this horse, I think, pretty well. And you get in 6.50, it's all right. Uh, Dorosima, I think um, Adam Pangeli gave it a bit of a wrap for Jean Dubois. He said there's a bit of money for it there. Ponsonby had a last start winner um, in Morgan Stern. Uh, one at odds I like as well that I backed as soon as they opened was Activation. I just think it's a country championship winner. People do bag, like to bag the, um, the Western District heat, saying they aren't uh, the strongest ones. But this horse, I, yeah, it won its heat. And it, it didn't go on to do that well in the final. But no. I know on its day it can do pretty well. So Clipperton might have a good start to the day. I just think... Um, the value is pretty good. Uh, friend of ours as well listens to the podcast. Mick Wallace, part owner, so be great to see if it get up for uh, the team there with a new trainer, Clint Ludnam, who with Co- Cody Morgan used to, uh, sorry, Cody Nestor used to train it, who's given up training for a little bit. Yeah, um, sweet activation. What is it? Seventeen bucks, four out of your place. You got a bit of flying pretty, so. Uh, highways are always fucking hard to do But let's go to race 3 we got Herman Hesse 2400 metre race Benchmark 78 $3.70 Already been back Tyler Schiller Claiming 3 for Myron Eustace In from 460 Bit of money for Borna King uh, Waller 7 bucks into 480 We got Black Queen at 5s Com Bella Phil Brock Ryan Who's a fucking great rider uh, That's 550 Lady Loves to Gamble 750 And uh, a bunch more there At bigger odds uh, Herman Hesse What are your thoughts? Uh, it's it's been been tough for people who've backed it a lot. Bit of a tease. Starts. Yeah, a bit of a tease. I was on Mighty B last start, so I was pretty happy. But um, I, I think Tyler Schiller's run really well, and he's claiming the three there, so that'll be good. And I think maybe this field might just be um, a bit too weak for him. The, the big worry, I think, is Black Queen. I think uh, Regan Bayless and Waller there. He's been a very consistent horse in his last... Uh, few runs. Regan came back last week um, with a couple of winners as well, so I think he's uh, doing pretty well. Lady Love to Gamble is one of my horses. I seem to find it uh, every time it doesn't win, though. Yeah. Like last start, but uh, I, I just think this might be too big a step up. I reckon Herman S, but uh, Black Queen, give it a bit of a sight, so that'd be my two. All right. Race four is the midway. Uh, this is pretty interesting because you've got $6.50 the field. So $6.50 favourite, and that's Osamu for Annabelle Nisham and Tommy Sherry claiming one and a half. We've got Key Largo at seven fifty. We've got Finally Realised. That's been back 12 bucks into seven fifty for Rowell and Brock Ryan. Secretively at $8, Chad Schofield um, got his first winner yesterday. Uh, go, what was it? Bacchanalia, I think he was. Beat his old man. Um, Prince Invincible, eight fifty. Bud War. Uh, for Damien Lane, uh, Williams is back riding, claiming two. So uh, this is fucking. I've got no idea. Thoughts? <laughs> yeah, it's fucking hell. It's too a hard. bit of that race, eh? Hey? Like you get in six fifty the field. It's it's very tough. Um, Listen to a few people on Formline Boudoir and Nicole Beagle have been given good raps. Um, I've always been a big fan of Henschel. Uh, when Alan Denham can get this horse. Uh, going, uh, I think it can do pretty well. I don't know if we do get a bit of a soft track, I think it's one that could really uh, do well with Tyler again, claiming a couple of kilos. I'll be looking out for something like it. Apart from that, it's I, I find Nobody. it a really tough race. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not too sure. I might back Boudoir, Henschel, and 
and um, just a couple of each way bets on those two. I don't think I could do much else in this race. Yeah, I guess we just can follow money as well for the Robo Runner that finally realised that's twelve bucks in the seven dollars. It's obviously its first up. It's had a couple of trials, which it won, but. That could be one. All right, race number five, uh, 1,100 metre, a bit of a sprint happening here. We got Selena Dreaming, no jock, so not sure what's going on there. We got 750 into four. We got four Zanini, we'd love it to win. Regan Bayless and Snowden's at 480. Irish Angel at fives. We got Celestine at 550. Ruby Kisses, that would be cool to win as well, 950. And then we got Mystique uh, out at double figures. Um, what's going on with Selena Dreaming? Who was aboard that? Was someone already on that? I'm not sure. It might have been a Rachel King situation or I think... I think the um, is it other things. Well, I, I don't think so. Um, I don't think Huey or James McDonald are riding on. It says late alteration, so yeah. So must I have been think Rachel. There might be a bit of concern there. So it it might depend. Its fresh form is unreal. Uh, so I think if we can get a a jock and a good jockey at that, I think it's right in there because yeah, it's it's fresh form's really good. Uh, Ange Davis training. Really well at Gosford. It's won um, three times first up. Yeah, and um, I think if the track is improving as well, like um, mm. it'll definitely suit it. But uh, yeah, that soft range is is where uh, you see Selena winning first up before. Uh, yep. I'd love it if Forzanini won. Um, no Tommy again this week, so I think that could be a bit of concern. But I think Regan's still riding really well, so. Um, yeah, I'd love to see uh, Forza Nini win, but I think Selena Dreaming could set up here, but if it does get scratched for whatever reason, let's go Forza Nini. Have to agree. It'll be interesting who they can pick up to ride. Uh, race number six, the Marubra Mile, uh, benchmark 100. we got Kerwin's Lane at 350. It's a bit of a short, not on many runners here. I think there's about seven. So Batiga is there at 480. Big boy Roy, I am not falling into that trap again, which will it'll probably win, but... Fuck me, it's a non-winner. Purple Sectors there at fives. Dream Circle, Count of Monte Cristo, Lord Belvedere, and Mr. Satchmo is the roughie of the field. Kerwin's Lane, pretty good win uh, up the up the fence last start. Uh, Tommy Sherry keeps the ride. Uh, I'm probably not going... I would probably lean Kerwin's Lane, Purple Sector, but which way would you think? Yeah, uh, Kerwin's Lane off the week back up uh, was very impressive uh, winning and... Um, John O'Shea, I think, pretty much said straight away they're looking at backing it up again. So I think if everything's all right, they wouldn't take a risk with it. So uh, you've got to think it's it's in with a great chance here. Um, Batega really interests me. I was with it first up and a bit disappointing, but I think it's um, it's setting up for a win at some point. Big Boy Roy, very, you can say, unlucky, but very consistent. Good on the weights here too. Jay riding. I think it's a massive chance and Purple Sector finish off really strong as well as Dream Circle the other day. Um, I'm probably going to go against you, Zach. Uh, I'm going to go Big Boy Roy, I think, low low weights, but um, Cohen's Lane wouldn't surprise me either. I just can't go Big Boy Roy again. I've been with it every fucking time. Um, first leg of the quad is over a 1,000 of the best and Dragonstone is fave, Tyler Schiller. He's on another fave, so he's claiming three for Newnham. It's three bucks already into two eighty. We got DeGrawn for Joe Pride, no jockey there at the moment. That's three thirty. We got Leo, obviously coming off a I fucking should have won. Uh, that's for six fifty. It's already nine fifty into six fifty, so it's been backed. And Williams is claiming two for Schmetzer. Van Giz, um, fuck, it was a huge run the other week when Lizzie picked it uh, at odds. It came from last. I think it came second. Reese Jones is aboard, claiming three. That's seven bucks. We got Fast Coney, Ocean Emperor, etc. Uh, obviously, chat secretively is there, so it's dual nommed. 
what do you reckon? Can you give Leo a go? It's in a couple of points. Yeah, I'm a big fan, and um, Schmetzer, I think, had a winner at Coffs today. He had a winner at somewhere through the week as well. Um, possible six-month suspension coming up for him as well. So, uh, And Leo's his best in the stable, so you'd think he'd be wanting to win. Um, I just kind of go past Dragonstone. I... I I was against it last start when it just got beaten by Bacchanalia, but yep. I thought the run was really strong. Um, and Bacchanalia's proved the form is really good. I, uh, Schiller claiming three, I, I don't I don't take too much out of that last uh, run at all. I think um, against this field, I think you can um, uh, do pretty well. Schiller claiming three makes it, what, 53 and a half. So, yeah, very low in the weights. Um, and... Should get a decent run too, but yeah, Leo's a bit of concern. As you said, Van Gears went really well. I think Reese Jones will have a good day on Saturday too, riding in town. Um, but yeah, give me Dragonstone. I'll get the five. I think so too. Uh, second leg of the quarter, race number eight, 15.50, benchmark 78. We got too much to bear. Obviously, Reese Jones, you just mentioned him. He claims three for Waller on the board this. It's four bucks already into 3.20. We got Speed Legend, Jay Ford and Les Bridge at six into 4.40. So these top two have been backed pretty hard. Canasta is at fives. We got four Valor, Mr. Bond out at double figures, Total Recall, Air to Air, etc. Uh, too much to bear and Speed Legend, mate. They've both been backed. Um, Reese Jones, are we with him? Claiming three. No, I'm actually with a different claimer. I think um, a lot of people giving too much to bear a big rap, and rightly so. I think it's um, it is set up to win and do really well here. But Mr. Bond, I know it's very disappointing first up, but its second up uh, form always does improve for Brad Whitup, and um, it's I think it was its win last uh, prep when it was second up was really um, really good, and I think Sherry aboard this horse is. Uh, is going to make it really good, uh, have a really good run as well. Um, I can I can see why everyone's saying too much to bear um, is is a massive chance, and I, I couldn't begrudge anyone for backing. I think four ba- uh, Valor will lead pretty ease. Oh uh, no, there's maybe a little bit of speed as well, but it it um, will come across and do do. Um, I think Canasta will uh, probably try and lead one as well. Yeah, a couple of leaders in the end. So yeah, but I do think. Um, for Valor has had some good form this prep as well. But, yeah, might not get the leader as easy as I was just thinking. So, um, yeah, it's a bit of a tricky race. But give me Mr. Bond. I, I just think it's a good price there. I think it's a good price. I think it's overs at least. I think it's probably at least a couple of points shorter. But, um, yeah, I think you might have talked me in. Uh, race number nine, 1,300-metre benchmark 72. We've got uh, pretty much three equal favourites here. Snits on fire, Regan Bayless and Gay Waterhouse. It's five bucks. Kerr Royale at 550. Kanazawa, uh, no jock for Godolphin, but it's eight fifty already into five fifty. That might have been a Rachel King ride, not sure. Uh, so that's in a fair bit. Actually, it's been backed. We got I am Lethal, which had a win a couple of weeks back. That's Reese Jones claiming three. I think it won at Ramwick. Maybe it was the Kenzo as well last start. Um, that's six fifty, and we got Starman Socialist Construct. Uh, there's a bunch there at double figures, mate. Tough race this one. There's a bunch here, pretty much all paying the same. The same. So, where? Which way are you landing? Maybe. What yeah. do you think of Kerr Royale? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Lee McGorian on uh, in three in a row. Class winner, winner on the Kensington. No, I'm pretty sure. Two back. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's it's definitely definitely got a chance. Um. I, I wouldn't begrudge anyone for backing it either. I think. Um. I'm looking at it though. I snitch on fire. Was uh in that. 
in that big um, Magic Millions race last start, and I, it wasn't too far off. I don't think Wyong is its track either, and I think uh, the Kensington, it, it also had a win there, so it's um, had a pretty good win there too. So I'm going to look at Sense on Fire there. I just think, um, yeah, it's it's just a bit of a class above a few of these. Starman, really interesting to see how it goes. But you're right, Iron Lathal, another last start winner on the track as well. And Socialist was a good win um, first up this prep. So, yeah, it, there's there's definitely a tough race with the quaddy, but I'm probably going with Snits on fire. Just trying to double check. Uh, Lee Magorian is booked for two rides in this fucking race. So that's interesting. He looks like he's aboard Kerr Royale, which one I kind of like, but he's also aboard Starman. Starman. Uh, oh, that's no, that's right. Actually, I now saying that I think Starman is going to Doombin because it was the one nommed for Doombin as well, and it, only one of these horses, Waller horses, was going to this race. So um, I think Starman will come out and go to Doombin. Okay. Thank you. That's good. Uh, last race of the day, we got Rubamos, uh, Lee Magorian. Um, good win last start at Warwick Farm. That was pretty good. I think it won in the last with J-Mac aboard. That's 420. A little bit of a drift, though, from 370. Uh, Queen Bellissimo, good horse. Alicia Collett remains, $4.80. Head Legislator is the one that's been backed. It's pretty much hard that's quoted. It opened 10 bucks yesterday for Matty Dunn. It's already 550 And a little bit of money for Tanker and... El Buenas there at 850 as well. But, mate, this is a solid go for Head Legislator in the last... Uh, yeah, um, I th- yeah, a bit disappointing in that first up. Uh, it, Wyong, again, yeah. as we were saying, it was it was a tough race at Wyong. So um, yeah, I think I think in this sort of race, you can see why there's been a bit of money for it. Um, there's a couple of last start winners, of Wallers and Queen Bellissimo was good last start uh, winner as well. Um, something like Exotic Ruby really interests in me. Reese Reese Jones claiming a bit there. Uh, for Bjorn was good run last start. Uh, just coming second. Um, there's a couple others like Acrophobic having a having a run now for Cody Morgan. It trialed well, I think at Musselbrook. Uh, used to be with John O'Shea. Um, Chiller climbing three. So there's a couple in here I don't really mind, but I might have a go at Bjorn in the last as he's done. So well lately with Reese Jones aboard Exotic Ruby uh, gets the one gate. Yeah, I like that too. I do like that acrophobic though, so that might be a little bit of piece of that as well. All right, that's his uh, all of round week. Let's just have a couple of races at Doombin. Only the last three. So they've got three of their main races. Uh, a few of the big dogs are riding up there as well. We'll go to race seven, mate. This is the Vorogue, and Shahonka's going round. So it's two bucks. Pretty good horse, this one, for the Waterhouse. Tommy Berry's getting the ride. Must be nice to just jump on the $2 fave in uh, the $300,000 race. Uh, Starman is there, so Nash is on this one. So we have to have to assume it's running here. That's the second favourite here at 480. We've got Tigerheart for Golan, who is the king of training up there. Release the Beans, Miss Hipstar, etc. there. But just Shihonka, uh, it's pretty good, eh? I think it's had a had a pretty good wins. So what is it now? It's like won a couple on the trot. It's had a nice trial. Jet gets Tommy aboard. What do you reckon? Now uh, I, w- I will give a shout out to the uh, uh, Brentman Racing, including Mandy, who uh, are part owners in this horse, and I have followed it along with her and um, the family. And there's a bit of a COVID scare in their um, family at the moment as well. So I'd love to see it win, and uh, I've been following this horse and. Um, she's always said since Timmy Clark was um, riding at track work, saying how how good this horse could be. I, I've been on it every time, and there's no reason not to because it's just gone length and length. Um, 
And I think, yeah, Tommy Berry aboard is massive plus up at Durnburn, suiting it really well. So, yeah, Shahonka, two bucks is not great, but, yeah, I think it would do pretty well. Um, Release of Beans prep last start was really good, and Dittman and Heath, uh, Dittman on pair, Robert Heathcote uh, interests me as well. But, yeah, it's a bit of an interesting, in- yeah. oh, interesting race, but I think Shahonka wins. Shahonka, well, obviously have to keep an eye on Starman as well, seeing that it's going there. Didn't Was Shahonka the one that went round at... Fucking Wyong or Gosford or somewhere at like a dollar ten. Was that the right one? I'm trying no, to look back. Oh, maybe. Yeah, first up went around Wyong, dollar ten. Tim Clark aboard, and second was Yumi, and it won by six lengths. So obviously yeah, well. first up. So yeah, remember it went around real short. Um, then it went to Caulfield, and then I won a bunch at Rose Hill. Shonga, Tommy Berry. All right, race eight, the buffering. Pretty good race this. Um, Love to see Kevin Tari win, to be honest. But Apache Chase is the fave, $2.30. Uh, Jimmy Byrne, Desley Foster, good horse. Also good horse is Tony Gollins, Tambo's mate. Ryan Maloney, great jock as well. Uh, obviously won the last race, uh, last start, uh, the listed race. Um, that was pretty good too. That's 7 bucks. So you're getting Kiku at eight fifty. Something that's been smashed is some, a horse most people know is Soxagon. Uh, 26 bucks already into 10 So that's a solid go. Bailey Nodoff is back to his riding his best. He's um, he's riding a lot of winners. Nick Nova, which was uh, one of the most bizarre rides um, on Boxing Day. If you remember that, it went about... Oh, God, I'm not even going to get into it, but it was a bizarre ride. And Kementari is there at 13s, and Garibaldi, a little bit of money for that as well. Aim is there as well for Tommy Berry. Um, thoughts, mate? Anything? Yeah, it's a, it's a nice little race, this. Yeah, there's a fair um, bit going on. Yeah, there, there is. Even something at odds like Stampy. Yeah, Stamp, I was about to say Stampy for Chris Munts. He's, yeah, he's won a listed uh, race last start, and he always yep. sort of pops up in these sort of races. So maybe an each way bet on Stampy. Uh, I think Kiku might need the run, so I, I'd probably leave it. Tambo's mate, if we do get a bit more rain, then I think it could uh, definitely suit Tambo. But a soft track is four from four, so you can't knock it at all and you're getting seven bucks. But um, Soxagon's been smashed. Yeah, it's 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 a really interesting race, and you can't you can't um, have a go at Tez either because this horse has been so consistent this prep. Um, uh, it looked, it gave a massive sight in the Golden Eagle, and she's um, spaced its runs out really well. So you can see why it's favourite. But this is a really tough race. I might have something on Tambo's made, a small thing on Stampy. But yeah, Apache Chase looks looks a deserved favourite. You want to give Kamantari a nice little win? Remember, it's win at win at, um, win at Flemington. The I think group it's two be more than twenties. Yeah, before Kamantari wins, but Nash aboard. Uh, I've, yeah, it wouldn't shock me at all. And what did you think of Nikonova's run? Um, do you remember it from the weekend where he led bizarrely, like went real hard and somehow still held on to only lose by like two lengths and come fourth? Yeah, yeah, that was a bit of an odd one. Um, Kubrick one. I was on, yeah, I was on Kubrick, wow. so I was very happy with that. But um, yeah, very, very odd race. I I don't really know what happened there. I, I saw a few tweets about it and a few people unhappy. Yeah, but, there was um, a few. Yeah, yeah, but they've obviously backed it up. So they, yeah, mate, it was it was it was definitely tough in finishing fourth as well. So, um, really, really tough race. But uh, it shows the quality of this um, having this carnival at this time of year when there aren't really that great races going on elsewhere in the country. So um, 
yeah, it definitely big lead up to the millions now, and yeah, it's really exciting. All right, and the Nudgy Stakes, another good one. Uh, we got Isotope going around for Golan. Um, first up after quite a while, too. It's two dollars sixty in from three sixty. Ryan Maloney's on the board. We got Tommy Berry aboard Jamea for Robert and Luke Price. A little bit of a drift of five dollars. Uh, Miami Fleece is going around for Golan as well. Steph Thornton eight fifty. East Asia has been smashed twenty six dollars into nine fifty. That's Dipman and Heathcote, and then you got Catalan and Nudge and Vulpine etc. There as well. Um, Isotope's a pretty good horse, eh, for Golan. Oh man, I'm a massive fan of it. Um, was got it when it got injured in the it was the Yarra field, uh, but it's coming back, and I, I I really want to see it run well. I think Jamea is a bit over the odds though. It's um it's proven its form. It's done really well, and Robert and Luke have had a stellar year, and um I think he can run massive. So uh, out of the two of them, I'd I'd be leaning towards Jamea. Uh, but looking at the rest of the field, I think Nudge is a bit over the odds. It it does well in Queensland and. It's um, it's got a bit more form than a couple of these other ones coming in fresh. So, I definitely think if they go a bit quick, then it could set it up for something like Nudge. And that's not to say a few of the these other horses. Tony Gollan's done so well with Crone. They do get a bit more um, a rain. I d- definitely think it comes a bit closer. Kisakano um, has been okay without being great this prep, and a, there's a few others. Catalan, um, couple of really strong performances as well. So. Bit bit of an open race. I can't take the two sixty isotope. I'll be looking more Jamea and maybe something on Nudge. Well, these are actually three really good races, so I don't think there's too much of a stand. I think Shahonka's probably a good thing, but these last two, uh, pretty good. All right, let's um let's figure out a multi and wrap up. All right, uh, I'll go first. This is my probably most expensive or most highest paying multi I've uh, put forward. I'm going to go Shahonka up in Queensland at Doomboon Race 7. I'm putting it in. I'm putting my trust in Tommy Berry at two bucks. So hopefully it wins. Uh, Kerr Royale in race number nine. It's 550 to win, but take it for a place at 210. Uh, too much to bear. I think it's going to win race eight. It's $3.10. I'll go against Tommy. He thinks Mr. Bond's over the odds, which you could probably just do Mr. Bond to place and get the same odds, to be honest. And I'm going to chuck in uh, the Ruffy that I talked about in race number two. Flying pretty. It's... Uh, $12 a place at the moment on tab. So you're going two places and two wins. We're looking at about 156 to one. So fingers crossed. If you want to just take out the $12 a place, you're still going to get about 15 to one. So Thomas, what do you got? All the best to you, mate. I hope it gets <laughs> up for you. Um, I've gone a Queensland leg in Humboldt current. Oh, God. Uh, I thought its run was... Huge without winning last start. I think it'll definitely improve from it. And, um, yeah, I think it's in for a big chance for that race. Uh, Dragonstone, I think, um, I think it's a really good bet. I think it's running really consistency, consistently this prep and um, will do pretty well. And Snit's on fire. I'll go up twice. So I, I definitely think the um, Kenzo form's really good and his best win was on the Kenzo and Gay Trains. But... Yeah, you're still getting $2 straight for the place. So give me that the place. It's $23.50 or $58 if you want it's on fire to win. Um, yeah, some good racing. So, yeah, good luck. Fingers crossed. All right, um, you're working on all weekend? Uh, mate, I've got Friday off. So I might just start drinking at midday and see if I make it to midnight and then uh, working Saturday, Sunday. So a good way to bring in the new year. Beautiful. All right. Happy New Year. Thanks for all the listeners. Uh, We'll be back in the new year. Fingers crossed. Happy punting. Sorry, mate. Who root?